Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor. The furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Uh, somehow I got handed the baton this week, but I got all my guys here. Um, and since we don't always get to shout them out first, I'll go ahead and shout them out. Brett Jones, what's happening, sir? I'm good, man. In a constant state of confusion right now, but we're going to be all right. In a constant state of confusion. Okay. All right. We're going to be all right, though? Yeah, man. Once I, you know, figure this thing out, sleep on a little bit and uh, put some plans in place and then we'd be good to go. I had to, you know, I'm looking at myself being named Carol, so I had to fix that first and now everything else is going to flow from there. <laughs> I can't wear those shoes yet. I can't wear those shoes. Hey, listen, your foot, what size shoe you wear? Uh, by your size. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I to get robbed. What size shoe you <laughs> That's funny. So what size shoe you wear? <laughs> uh, depending on what shoe it is, 10 and a half, 11. Oh, yeah, my, my shoe's too big for you. Sorry. Yeah, see? You know, I no, still I, got a ways to go before I get that wisdom in my beard. You know what I'm saying? A ways to go. And I even got it coming in on the sides now. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, listen, I just want it to go all gray. There you go. It's the easiest thing. Be done with I it. like the I like the spottiness of it. Like I'm actually looking forward to when my locks actually get the little gray clusters or whatever. And I think, ah. yeah, I like the way I like the way that looks. Okay, okay, okay. Speaking of big shoes, Faison, what's happening? Um, living life, man. I um was awakened today at the um the ceremony or the the burial ceremony. Um, had some cool um yeah, I like throwing things at you. Surprise. Um, cool message today that I would love to share to you guys later on. So I'm going to hold on to that till later. Um, but it was good. Okay. Um, who, uh, if you don't mind us asking, was this a close friend or a coworker or? Yeah, it was a, um, step-father-in-law. Grandfather. Step-grandfather-in-law. Your step-grandfather-in-law. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Hold on there. Hold on there. Who was that? Huh? All right, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have a break. Oh, yeah. oh, look at the cut! <laughs> oh, hey, boozy fade going on. What's happening, bro? <laughs> What's up, big sir? What's up, man? Been a minute. Nah, don't get shot now. Good night, son. All right. Well, good night, buddy. <laughs> you out of here? Bye, Asha. He said he made his appearance. He he's good. He good now. As say left. Gotcha. All right. Without further ado, uh, BJ, Mr. Logistics, welcome. Oh, good. We here. We ready to go, man. Actually, threw me off, man. I'm like, oh, we did we do me? No, we didn't. <laughs> What's good, man? I'm here. It's been a long week, crazy week, but we're good to go. Always running. Nice, nice. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, fellas, uh, man. Homecoming just happened. Um, I think Faison was the only one um, that can make it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, B BJ is always down there at some point. So how, how was it? What was the energy like? You know what? I think this is probably one of the best ones I've seen in a while. The uh, 
the way that we or the way the team separated things out, like the um, the main patio where we used to hang out and chill out between the library and the UC, they had a huge stage there. They did the whole little um, little Hurricane Alley this time around, first year. So you can walk around. They have food trucks out there. We've got tickets for, you know, for, for free, I guess, whatever it may be, for students. Um, it was just nice. It was really nice to see all the booths out there and all the people were kind of just hanging out. Um, got to see them give the awards for, you know, organized cheer and homecoming awards and seeing that stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, good to see UBS still holding down organized cheer and holding down the, um, the float. And um, they came in third place. Uh, I think Federation of um, FEC came in first place, um, which they usually they had done that for a while. The Estudiantes Cubano. Yeah. You see. Federation of Cuban students. Yes. So between, but it's always been FEC, ACS, and UBS. We're always the three contenders. So this year, again, it was the same three. Um, now I need to talk louder. Okay. Um, but that was pretty much the, the gist of it. And part of my voice, anyone who's, who's listening to this, I am on um, uh, sick leave <laughs> for a while. So I'm trying to re remain uh, vocal. But it was awesome. And then um, the only thing that was weird was they, um, because of all the new buildings um, between Eden and the, the old health center, that's now the counseling center, they put up all an Eden parking lot. They put up these new, new five-story buildings that's kind of like zigzags back to their apartments, apartment complexes. So like back in 41K, it kind of goes all the way back in a zigzag. And that blocked all the wind uh, on the rock, on, on the, in the UC. So if you were sitting out there on the stage, it's just a hot box now because there's no wind blowing through there because the wind used to come from the Eaton area into the UC. That's gone. So it's literally nothing there. So we had the alumni, alumni Avenue thing in there with all the drinks and the food, and it was just sitting in a hot little hot box. So that wasn't cool. Um, but other than that, it was nice. It was just nice to see people there. And I got to see, I don't remember her name, um, but if you remember it clearly, BJ, you might know. Um, the, the, the older lady who's always come by, black lady who's clean, um, may take care of us, always yeah. around. I went back there and I saw her there and I was like, oh my God, you're still here. And she's like, yeah, yeah, everything's good. So she's like, how are you? And just couldn't see good faces um, that you haven't seen in a while and they still know who you are, you know them and the respect you got for them. Even though no matter what role they were in, they still were respected and they still were cool and it was good to see them. They're looking good. She looks good. Like I she, Mary, but something telling me the I'm no, sick. Mary, so. Mary's the lady that uh, was in the UC. But you know what? We're not going to bore the uh, the. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Go down memory lane. <laughs> guys talking about right now. Uh, we apologize, ladies and gentlemen. All of us were super active when we were in college. We 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 organized some of those events and whatnot. So, um, yeah, little flashback down memory lane. Um, but B Jones, I want I want to come to you next because um, you weren't at homecoming, but um little little kellen was out there doing his thing on the football field um seemed like a proud daddy moment man so, yeah, so yeah. like and you know we're gonna need some good sound clips like we got from the the other joneses uh we need some sound clips on what was happening there man i sent the three in the, uh in the chat group so ian when you get a hold of them make sure you go ahead and throw them in here and there, right and there. here there we go. <laughs> Let that ride for a minute, and then I got to send the uh, send the pics. Uh, you know, these six-year-old flag champions down here in Lakewood, St. Petersburg, Florida, shout out to them, uh, and my son included, all of them. The hard work pays off, right? They got championship rings. 
So beyond being the proud pappy and, you know, seeing my son, well, not being there to physically see it, but seeing him run three touchdowns, you know what I'm saying, in the championship game or whatever, this dude come – well, he, he FaceTimed me. He's like, look, because we talked prior to uh, the game earlier in the week. And he was like, yeah, if we win, we get a ring. I'm like, mm, okay, all right, sure, you get a ring. All right. Jack Green. <laughs> Man, let me see all this picture, man. But yeah, that that alone just tell you how the times have changed, man. It's crazy because these dudes, I mean, football in Florida is big time anyway, but they got like breast cancer awareness jerseys. Uh, you know, you get championship rings and stuff. It's just a, a big production. Like it's just big time already for them. So just to have him experiencing that that success at an early age, it's great for me on one end, but it's a little scary on the other end because um stuff like that can really go to your head real early and he already is you know kind of a gifted child kind of ahead of his class and everything and, and needs to be challenged more so when stuff comes way too easy you tend to be less humble and more and less appreciative so um we had to kind of make sure we re redirected his thoughts on certain things and you know how he was talking about you know saying i won no the team won you helped the team win and keeping that stuff in perspective well, I'm still knowing, you know, yeah, you can get out there and, you know, do your thing or whatever. But it's it's amazing, man. Like, if I – I really – next year, like, if they in the championship game, anything in my power, like, I'm trying to be there. Um, you know, I made one game this year. I want to make several games, you know, next year. But stuff like that, you know, that's the only downside to it. You want, you want to be there in the moment to see those things, just given the situation, though. It's not always possible, but – Still, man, hats off to them and him uh, for that success. And uh, it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's like a, a sign of things to come, you know, especially when, you know, you were an athlete and your son is already outdoing you at six years old. You know, that's what you want, right? <laughs> wow. Okay. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just hoping mine does things I, I didn't even do. Right? T totally different situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I want to go, fellas, and, and, and it's, it's perfect. Um, you know, you talk about achievements and, and goals, and um, it seems like more and more there's a phenomenon going on. There's a lot of people in our age range that it seems like all of a sudden there has been a spirit of uh, entrepreneurship, a spirit of desire, a spirit of achieving more that has been awoken, awakened. And it's really funny, like, no matter who you talk to, there is a struggle between what I would call being in the matrix, but being able to see outside of the matrix and what could be for you mm -hmm. and how you balance those things and how you go through life just trying to achieve that next level of life. But then life happens and we don't know how to deal with that. We don't know who to go to for guidance on transitioning from classic definition of success to that otherworldly success that we all know is attainable, but there's no blueprint for it. So my question to you guys is how do you, one, how do you even plan on making that transition? Cause I think we're all somewhere in that phase um, and, and phase on you've been doing the most head nodding. So I'm going to come to you first with that what does that look like for you? I know you've got some things that you've been doing in the forms of real estate and whatnot, but how do you 
plan on moving forward and how do you plan on dealing with the obstacles that life throws at you? Now it's just been kind of not listening to the book that was written because um, most of those books are, have been changed and they're outdated. So you have to look at things and see how you can modify or, or adjust to, to you, where you're standing with, what you're seeing in front of you. Because anything's out there is always fear. Uh, I, I looked at it and I read, the other day I was reading a book um, and I popped up that the youngest CEO, youngest CEO to have her clothing line displayed at Target was six years old. And that made me, that made me think like, hmm, at, at six years old, um, how can you, how does she have the, the mindset or thought? Was her parents, was it her? Did she factor going? And why did she not wait to later on to do something like that? So that, the fact that she, that her mom or her dad or maybe pushed her to do that at that age just shows that, that they're, all the rules are, are changed and there is no rule game for, for this anymore. And especially for me in real estate, like there are so many old standards that's changed. And yes, there is the, the foundation you should use or that I'm using to understand it. But I'm also going around this with the thoughts that of, of me and my, my style, how I want to do it. So I'm putting my own touch on, on, the, on the entrepreneurship mindset of real estate, but then building it up to make sure that I can pass this down. So I'm, I'm okay making mistakes. I'm okay with overspending. I'm okay with doing the things because I'm not fearful that it's going to go to an end. Um, I, I want to go in there and learn and, and, and get beat up a little bit. So having that fear of not being beat up is what I think has helped me the most. So I, I, I want to do the, the takeaway. And you said something that was clutch. You said you're not listening to the traditional standard, however you, you, you referenced it before you move forward. So reference it, but move forward and not listen to that classic or traditional thought process. Um, and then two, not moving in fear, because at some point for exactly what you're doing with real estate, somebody had to test that out originally, right? To even establish mm -hmm. that classic version, right? Yep. Exactly. If they listen to everybody else, they, they probably have never got there. Exactly. Right? exactly. If they would have went the classic way, there would have been no rich dad, poor dad. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I mean, there's so many books on on what I what I would do what I'm doing with buy and hold, but I have to look at it, read it, understand it, and then make it mine. You can't you, you can't you can't follow yeah you can't follow the, the system in place is, is there was in place years ago. The books were written year years ago. If you try to do that same step, you're behind already. People were way ahead of you doing different things. So you got to take it as a foundation and put your own twist on it. You have to. Everything we do in life is that way. Right and and. Fellas, feel free to jump in on this next one, but in the pursuit of that, so you, you talked about one thing, you talked about overspending, um, and that's a scary concept considering uh, you have a spouse, you mm -hmm. have two children. Mm -hmm. um, how does that reality of life not get in the way and how do you keep going? Well, that's, that's just the support. Support of, of those around you understand that, hey, listen, this is the timeline may not be a two year payback, maybe three years, but understand that you, you look at that and budget out properly and say, hey, like, I know this investment is going to pay off later. And I know that my me spending an extra, let's say, $1,000 on, on this roof now is going to affect me in 15 years. I'm worried about that now. But if I wait, if I do a patch now, that can cause more issues. That can cause a deeper concern or more spending um, at the current rate. Um, but then having support of my wife and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This may cost me or I may not be able to do certain things um, for the next couple of months, but I'll get it back later on and it'll work out fine. 
So just communication. I mean, you got to put it all on the table. You can't, if you're with the family, you got to put it on the table. You can't hide or you can't not disclose everything you're doing um, because the, 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 the decisions you make factor into your family. And if you hide that, then that's when problems arise. You can't do that. You got to be open, open book um, to those around you as you make those decisions. Okay. Going back up and I'll go to when you first started talking about fear art, that was actually my first response, my first response to the question. Um, and I, I remember it being some of years ago. Um, I first heard it probably about eight, nine years ago now as FOF and FOP, F-O-F, F-O-P, fear of failure and fear of people, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the two main areas, no matter what you think about, what do we can say, we don't care what people think, whatever, but at the end of the day, we make decisions. And a lot of times it could go back, whether we make a decision to spend that little extra or, and when they say, or, or hold back, when they say fear is not that they're gonna do something to you, about what are they gonna think? What are they gonna say? And that comes back to spouses. It comes back to kids. It comes back to the, your mom and pops. Um, it comes back to everybody who has, over the years, been pouring into you and trying to get you to fit in this box. And all of a sudden, it's like you had to have that awakening moment where this is not the path I need to be on, and I need to do something different. And the, the key, I, I believe, is that realizing up front that even the people that you love are not always going to support you. Mm -hmm. right? But that doesn't make that doesn't de deter your dream. It should not deter your dream. And yes, it's hard, especially when it's a partner, um, or it's um, a, a family member, a mother, father, uncle, somebody who's close to you, who has poured so much into you, and they're not as supportive as you think they should be or wish they would be. Um, and it's hard to kind of pull yourself back and just plow forward, though, because again, we talk a lot of times over the past two and a half years now, almost three years now, we've talked about um failure um how to bounce back um and that those i told you so people but a lot of time this new way of thinking the new way the new way and i say new way of thinking it's not really a new way a new thought process for most people let's put it that way the new thought process is to um not wait and follow the mold like you said if somebody's done already it's probably too late for you to go back and do it so how, what am I gonna bring to the table? What do I have? And I think for me, that's been the biggest thing. Um, and I, I'll put together, if we talk about 13th floor, we talk about all the different projects we got on. Y'all know I'm the one that's probably been the, the latest person to speak up and talk about what am I going to do next? I've always been in the box of take the situation you're in now, learn all you can, take all you can from your surrounding and your situations, and then figure out how you're gonna apply that in life. And I've been the one who's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. I had a conversation that night that kind of reignited that initial vision of my school, of, of what I want to do and where I want to go. And I'm like, why am I not making that? And, and I'm thinking long-term. I'm always thinking about what's next. So in the past few months, I've been thinking about, is it time to make another switch um, in, the, in the job force? But I have not, in total honesty and, and transparency, I have not thought about, is it time for you to go ahead and pursue that dream, right? Mm -hmm. question, like, why haven't I done that? Why isn't that the forefront of my thought process where I'm putting my energy, where I'm putting my strength? A lot of time is that the fear of failure or fear of people, right? Because I, now I, I have a, a different type of lifestyle when it comes to a mortgage, when it comes to the, all that. And when you think about the possibility of, the, of, of not being able to do that or working out the financial piece behind it, that's a big blow. 
uh, a big big um, question mark over your head and matter every single thing that you do. So when you, and I'm not saying I don't have the support, but if that was a case or you have to try to put, it's almost like you have to align everything, um, but also understand that alignment is never gonna come. So why not go for that um, to start that business? Why not to go and start more investment in real estate? Why not going and doing the, the in the industry, in the cannabis industry like, like Britain is doing? Um, when we started to talk about mortar, what, probably a little over a year now, almost a year ago now, and talk about mortar consulting and officially into at the beginning of this year, that really was for me like, you know what, this is the first step of doing something else. This is the first step of, of seeing a, a different way, a different venue of the box that I've been in for the past, what, eight, nine years. And, so, and you know, the thing, thing that I, I want to make sure that we, we point out is that I think we are ingrained to to not want to fail, like you just said about mortgages and, and having things going forward. But you know, most people who've been successful, who are successful now, their first business was a complete flop. Second business was a complete flop. Third business was there. So they, they've struggled. And yes, they may have started a little earlier and they have more they could lose and not worry about that process. But you also can't be afraid to just bankrupt a business and be done and move on to a new one and all right, start from scratch again and know that you can restart and you learn from those lessons that you have. Um, which leads me into a, a cool conversation I had over the weekend with a, a, a young, I'll say millennial or not millennial, he's probably 21 years old. Um, and we were in a house chilling with you no know, grandma, myself, a good friend of mine. So for, say ages 42, 39, 60, and 21. And just hear him say, well, I have, I've had my jobs and yeah, I, I got bored of my job. I don't want to do this anymore. This is different. But what I want to do is I want to do party rentals. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And you're in Miami. That makes complete sense. But then they hear grandma go, well, you know, that's, that's okay, but how are you going to make money off of that? And then hear his uncle say, well, it was hard against that rule. And I was like, no, no, no. If you want to do that, you got to go at it. I'm like, what you do is you get a job in that field. You take everything you want from that person you work for, and then you open your own. Like, don't, don't, and it doesn't work. Oh, well, you're young enough to, to do your own career. But it's already the first step was, I don't know that's going to work for you, but he has so much energy and you can see it in his eyes. And he was like, I'm going to do this what I want to do. But if that conversation never happened right there in that spot, and if he had left, if I had left, I'll say anything, it could have deflated him. That could have pushed him back three years from him trying to do that, that same job. So hopefully me giving him courage to say, no, just go out there and do it. If it doesn't work, oh, well, you, you got time in your life. Um, that's what we need now. And that's what's the difference between us and then is that we have people now saying, go out and do it. Whereas though our generation didn't have that. It was always a no, no, hold on, let's do it the slow way. So. No, you're right. And I, I want to go back to the fear piece because I feel like what happens to people is that you're not necessarily afraid. Like if, if you were by yourself and nobody was depending on you and nobody would see you do it and you could do it without telling anybody, you would do it. You would do it all day. So it's not necessarily that you're afraid you're afraid of people seeing you fail. Fail people, yeah. Yeah. Right? You, you, you're not afraid of, of failing on you. If you fail by yourself and nobody knew, you wouldn't care. And, and the big thing is that people real, real need to realize you're not that important. <laughs> people really aren't looking at you like that to see if you failed or not. Most of the time, you'll fail and people wouldn't even know it. Mm-hmm. know it. They would That's think everything crazy. was good. Or they, um... Most people are failing. I, and I, I'm making a general statement here, but if you look at, we always talk about the social media facade. 
most people are failing at their public persona anyway. What they're putting on is a is a show for everybody else. That and again, that's not everybody I know, but everybody's relationship that you see on Facebook, everybody's business, everybody's job is not the glory and they, they get up and go and look forward to doing every single thing they do every day. So they're already at a point where they're, they're just a, a, it's a fake persona, a mask. I, 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 look, I would say people are failing at having a persona. <laughs> I, I would agree, yes. You, 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 don't, you don't have a true and consistent identity. You're, you're, you're constantly trying to change yourself to whatever situation you're in or environment that you're in, and that's not the way to go because you're going to end up getting false results from putting yourself in those situations as a fake person. Mm-hmm. But, but let's back up before we go too far because um, we go off on a tangent on that all day. <laughs> I, 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 I want to go to Brett because, you know, the – the other three of us have really traditional things that we're in right now and, and even somewhat traditional spaces we're trying to get into, quote unquote. But he's trying to get into a space that has no blueprint, that mm-hmm. has no look at this person. They were successful. Um, as legislation goes, the innovation of and, and, and materialization of the cannabis industry goes. So right. What is that like, Brett, trying to operate in that space where you don't know? You don't know what next um, six months from now looks like for that industry. It can be very intimidating. Um, And quite honestly, it can be very, uh, it can be very scary because you have no blueprint, as you've alluded to. Your mentors are few and far between if you're not very active and trying to, or, or enthused and engaged in trying to find them. So, um, it's not like any other industry at this point, and it's growing as it grows. You know, you learn something new every day. Just today, I was seeing, I saw something. Uh, the FDA finally uh, is allowing, I think, Yale University to actually conduct research on humans about the efficacy of cannabis for illnesses. It's 2019, about to be 2020, and the FDA is now about to allow these human trials to allow other businesses to be able to come into the market, not just one, I think, European entity, GW Pharma, who owns Epidiolex, which is the, the uh, legal form of um, cannabis medicine for seizures and such. Um, so really, when you're operating in that type of space with such uncertainty, um, you, re- you just have to do. Um, you can't be afraid to fail. You have to be willing to learn um, in whatever that looks like. And we talked about moving forward um, in this type of space, you have to be willing to move um, and know and trust yourself um, and, and really work to find good people to like latch on to that you can get good counsel. Because even though the cannabis industry is new and emerging for the most part, there are some people who've been in it for a while, especially if you start on the West Coast. There are a lot of transferable skills that if you align yourself with the right people, and your mission and values and things, you know, all work together, you can get great advice, guidance on how to build yourself in that entity. So I think, you know, the reason that we've learned so much over the past year, and it has been a year since we, you know, take, you know, started this journey, 
um, is because we we moved, we made decisions, um, we we made some bad decisions along the way. Um, we got involved with some people that you know looked really good on paper and weren't worth a damn. You know, once you know the the final ball dropped and everything, you know, everything was on paper. Um, but we we did that. We learned from it, and now we're better for it. And as long as we continue to move and move as we are aligned, we'll continue to do great things and continue to push forward and move forward. But you got to move, whether it's laterally or even if it might feel like, you know, you're moving forward, but you're really moving backwards. You're moving. And as you learn and adjust to your situation, things start to normalize and you start to move forward, you know, uh, expeditiously. Expeditiously. Okay. Joe Clark, expeditiously. No, nah, man, that's uh, T.I.P. It's, it's Joe Clark. <laughs> I don't care what you say. T-I-P. Yeah, all right. Um, but no, man, I mean, it's just so many, and I want people to understand that are listening, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, what you're trying to do. The, the, the point that we're trying to put out there in the conversation that we're having is really around you trying to do things, you having goals and objectives and there being things in life that are going to come at you, but you have to have the perseverance to keep moving forward um, and understand that you may not always have wind in your sail. Sometimes you're going to have to pull out that oar, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to row the boat and not depend on wind because you may not catch momentum for who knows how long, but if you give up, you'll never know where you could have gone you know, what your travels would have been, what you would have discovered, what you would have built. So you just, as you say, you just got to go into it and, and, and not be fearful. Just know whatever that calling is, that feeling that you have in your gut, that is a real thing that wants to come out that only you can deliver. So you just need to move forward with that and, and just know, hey, you're charged with this. It's not your best friend's charge. It's not your wife's charge. It's not your husband's charge. It's your charge. Hopefully every once in a while you can get a recharge from one of those people, but it's really, you, you've been charged with this. So and, and look, in my space, which my space, ha, huh? shout out to y'all. I would say we want to look to y'all for sponsorship, but. <laughs> they still out there though. They are out there. I'm not interested. To let's, let's, let's get somebody new TikTok. If you're out there, holla at us. Um, but what, what I would say is look, MySpace personal development space, they call it still relatively new because 15 years ago, nobody would say you can make money in personal development space. But if you think about it, personal development has been here all along. What you send your child to school for? What did you go to school for? Every time that you're in a credible, uh, a recognizable place of employment, they have planned to develop you. And as much as they think that it's a professional development space, it's really personal development. They're trying to develop your personal skill set and what it is that you can do to be a contributor. But then they label it as it's professional development because they don't want you to get the notion that you can go do it on your own. They, they want you to feel like you have to be at that job in order to get those skills when no, that's about your life. And you know, you have to be at that job to get it. <laughs> you can call me. I help you out. I promise you I will. You can call BJ. We, he'll help you out. I promise you he will. Matter of fact, you can leave a comment on this video if you're watching on YouTube 
or you can leave it on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, wherever it is, and we will help you out. I guarantee you we will. And if we won't, we know somebody that might. Let, let's, do, let's do this. The first person that comments, we're going to have a personal conversation, see if we can help them, help them get there. Okay, yeah. So the first person to comment, and you can't be um, one of no, our relatives. relatives. Yeah. <laughs> we know you. Sorry. We know you, you slipped out there. <laughs> that just want to spend time with us and talk to us. Uh, yeah, we, we can do that offline. Uh, but the first person that's not related to anybody affiliated with the 13th floor, uh, we'd be more than happy to reach out to you and, and, and possibly uh, lead you in a direction. We do, we do have resources, we have people um, that we can put you in touch with, but let us know what the goal is and what you're trying to do. We'd love to support you. Um, man, the life part, I, I just, I feel like, we didn't make that real plain and clear for people. And look, as you set out to do things, it just seems like life will just conspire against you and throw all types of stuff. You know what I mean? You're going to get a flat tire that's going to make you spend that $50 that you should have invested in whatever it was or go get that book that you should have got. And what I'll tell you is you just need to extend yourself and make it happen. Uh, I mean, don't, don't put yourself at risk but sometimes you have to take a risk. All right, right? So I, I come to a point. As long as it ain't going to affect my family eating, the lights staying on, make the investment. Let's take it a step further, right? Because it all comes down to, to what we perceive as eating, right? Your family don't have to eat filet mignon. Correct. I, I mean, surviving. <laughs> like, if we got to go old school, go back rice and beans, we good. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> right. But I say that to say some people don't want to give up the life they currently have for the life that they could have. Mm-hmm. That may oh, be yeah. turning in that, that Mercedes or that Lexus payment and going back to a, a used Honda payment in order to pursue right. your dream. So you can end up with a Maserati, which is a piece of junk. Don't buy it. But <laughs> you just don't know. You, you want to give up what you have, given half effort, what you have. Um, being just an average person and you, you don't want to give that up. Even though you could give that up, take a risk and end up getting what a great person could have. Right. And then if you average, guess what? You can always come back to average. You, you've mastered that. Most that's people a, walking out there have mastered average. That's a fact. And, and people are going to let you back in to being average whenever you want, because guess what? There is somebody that is great that is running that average place that you work at, and they would love to have you back in there and not competing with them. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even know where to go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't even know where to go. That's why I don't moderate, because I get caught up all forgetting about everybody else. I just start talking. Huh. <laughs> and listen, I, I tell you what, we're going to take you to, to, uh, to B. Jones' seeded farm and see Boom. what knowledge he has for us. To what? Your seeded farm. It's a cannabis farm. My seeded farm. Yeah, it's a place where you <laughs> go to get lifted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh man, so what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? What am I dropping knowledge now? I don't know, man. We just we just developed a a, a section for you, a man. A whole new section. There you go. Have a section, cool. man. So we just developed something for you, man. Just speak from your heart, man. People don't get to hear you all the time. They don't get. They don't get every rain. every week <laughs> doing the same thing you just did very well though. Very as the well. as the moderator, but this is your chance to kind of throw the extra extra spice on it, man. Facts. I do want to go back to something that I think that we might have glossed over real quick, though, um, because you talked about the gut feeling uh, and following that. And I think that is, depending on how strong it is, that's what kind of gets you past those moments where you feel like, you know, you don't have like the support or life is just throwing every monkey wrench that it can at you. But your gut, you know, what is your gut telling you? How strong is that feeling? How much desire does that have? Is that fueling, you know, for whatever Man, and, and what about the recent science and discovery that says that <laughs> the, the gut is your second brain? What about that? What about all the stuff that they say your gut is actually in charge of? And what if your gut was the thoughts and the things that you should do without emotion? <laughs> Just saying. Go with your gut, man. Keep it in mind. Keep it strong you know what i'm saying like it's there for a reason like it's in you it's innate you know what i'm saying that is like kindred it's like second nature to your spirit man go for what you know within your gut like follow it and that's gonna lead you that's that's really all i have man wow that's good that's beautiful man that's good that's good that's good man phase on i'm coming to you what's phase on's corner you know, I, I mentioned earlier today, I went to a, a wonderful um, burial ceremony uh, for my stepfather-in-law, except grandfather-in-law, and um, the pastor went through and did his eulogy and everything needed to be said, but he did a nice sermon on time, and um, he talked about the importance of everyone always waiting for the right time. So this podcast today really focused on that waiting on the right time to do what you need to do. And he obviously made it centered around coming home and coming back to the church, going back to, you know, to the Lord or whoever you, you, um, you praise. But that message stick out to me that you can't wait. You can't say, oh, I'll get this done tomorrow or I'll open a business when I sell this or when I do my first design for this logo and I'll start the business. Those things can't wait. You have to do what you want to do and now you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow everyone's on a certain time clock everyone's time clock is different and just as though most of us live through the ability to invest in amazon to invest in google to invest in apple everyone saw these things and we saw the time you had the time to do so you had the money to do so even if it was 20 dollars, you had the time to do so and we let time pass that's the one commodity we can't get back is time so if you're thinking about something and you're going, I'm going to use the gut reference and it's in your gut and you want to do that, do it now. Never say, I will do this when, or I'll complete this mission once I do this task, because that task may never be done. Maybe an ongoing task that you never get to do. So, you know, just get done, do what you got to do, and don't be afraid to jump because sometimes you got to jump to go to the next step. And if time is holding you back, you never get that back. That's all I can say. Mm. I don't even know if everybody heard that. Mm. Yeah. BJ, what you got, man? Feel free to just say, man, I pass, I tap, but 
I, I can't tap on that one because it's ironic that we're talking about all this stuff and everything moving in the right direction. And actually one of the songs that that my pops used to play all the time when I was younger, that I always knew, but I never really held on to the, the lyrics. Go ahead, it's sing it for us. Huh? So go ahead, go sing, ahead it sing it for us. Oh, no, no, no. You don't want me to do that. We'll have no listeners left. Um, you like borderline <laughs> pastor now, man. Pastor's always good. Yeah, we, we, no, that didn't hear that time at all, and I'm trying to tell him to take it. <laughs> um, it's actually called Tomorrow by the Winans. Um, and it is, it is a gospel song, um, but it's about why put off tomorrow what you could do today. Now, whether you want to take a religious standpoint from it or not, um, it is not really the, the thing. It fits right in what Art was just talking about. Again, if you're talking about um, starting that business, if you're talking about making a decision on something to do with your family, um, like stop waiting for tomorrow. One of the things I, I decided I was going to do this year, and anybody who knows me, I don't really celebrate my birthday. I don't want to do something. I don't want to have anything big, whatever. But something hit me this year is like, really. And again, all these things come at different times of life, but I think it's for a reason. Like this year, I'll be 39 years old. 40 is not promised. Why am I going to wait to 40 to do a big shindig, right? If I, if I want to do it, why am I going to wait to 40? And I go back to my pops. My pops was 49 when he passed. And we already, had already started talking about what he wanted to do probably for his 50th birthday. And we never got to bring that to fruition. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about where I want to do, what I want to do, where I want to go for my 40th. I think this year, Ali, I'm going to just start. And it's not, I'm not a yearly person type thing, but I'm going to break the mold and not worry. I don't care about the 40th. 39 is here where we're going to celebrate. I'll worry about that two weeks before my 40th birthday. Like this year, we're going to do something. I'm, I'm going to do something different. Um, but I want to do it because I want to be surrounded by my family and my friends. So we're going to be here. You're going to be hearing stuff in the next couple of weeks. You guys are going to be, not everybody. <laughs> You guys, this podcast is going to be here. Y'all coming here. to the new house. Hey, we're not even going to be in the house, man. it's still pool season down there. Yo, I'm, I'm going to put the idea there now. We're going to have adult recess for my birthday. Um, We're going back to school. Kickball we're have adult, adult recess. Dodgeball? Dodgeball, kickball. We're going to have adult recess day. Um, really? Um, so y'all y'all get the day. And my birthday falling on Saturday this year is this is the stars are aligning. Um, and again, it's a kind of a short notice for those that are going to be traveling, but i like, why am I going to wait till 40 when I have no idea if tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up? <clears throat> what I want to do, I want my kids to see everything. I want my kids to meet everybody. They know you, but they don't know every single person that I consider my family, my friends, right? I want them to see interacting because day to day, I'm on a schedule. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff with them, but I'm just going back through the motions to move to the next step. I need to stop for a few minutes and just enjoy life and recognize those around me that helped me get to the point where I'm at right now, pay homage to them, but also pay homage to making another year and look forward to possibly celebrating that 40th. And if I make it, the Lord let me see that 40th, then we'll celebrate again. But I stop putting off and wait to that 40th to do something big and different. So if I leave with anything, um, celebrate the moment, live in the moment. And again, when you come to the next one, make it bigger and better. Because tomorrow's not promised. But that song, Tomorrow by the Winans, if you get a chance, go look it up. So, BJ, before we get off of you and head to Coach K to close us out, um, we got to check wait, in, man. How you just how, how you just come back in and try to take over the show now? 
And you want to be like, before, before we close shit. out with you and close out with Coach K and blah, 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 like, you've been leading the whole thing the whole time. No, nah, man, you know, I was just trying to give you the platform that you need. I'm trying to throw it out there for you to put it in the hole. What are we talking about? What makes you think that I couldn't be a play creator for myself? You probably can, but a friend can do that, you know, gracefully for you, what you can't do for yourself. Go ahead, man. Do, do what you're doing, man. He <laughs> said we had a check-in, man. We were supposed to be on this healthy living, eating stuff, as we uh, yeah. talked about on the uh, spirituality, the plant-based uh, spirituality uh, podcast. So I want to check in with you, see how that's going. All right. So I, I've made a, cu- a couple of days a week. So at the last week, about four days, I've I've added at least one thing to my diet on, on different times. So one day was a plant-based smoothie. I can't even remember which one it was. Um, Where'd you get it from? Well, it was Jamba Juice art. It was Jamba Juice. Um, yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about the one down here, though. I don't, I don't really like it. But anyway, <laughs> I don't like the yeah, environment. I, don't like the we'll I understand. We'll talk. Um, um, one day, uh, last night, actually, in the kids, they, they're all in bed right now, so I can say it out loud. So I substituted the um, the crumbles Ian was talking about, the Beyond Meat crumbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for spaghetti last night. My oldest son, he killed it, like, hands down, just like, my youngest son, Cameron, he was like, eh, something tastes different, but it's still good. Madison... She ate some of it and then picked some of it out because she she's very picky, so she could taste the texture. Girls, man. So Nia's the same freaking way. So she did it, but she didn't really say that. And I still haven't told him what it was. Um, mm-hmm. Again, he had it for lunch again today and killed it. Um, I bought the. It was another day I did something else. I was just like salad. I didn't no meat, no meat or nothing that day. Um, and then I bought the. Sausage, the Italian sausage. I haven't cooked those yet. I got them. The beyond ones? Yeah, the Beyond. Yeah, the Beyond, the Beyond Burger, Beyond everything, man. It's amazing. So, but I'll tell people this, like, as I start pricing out and everything, like, it's not cheap to do it, though. Oh, because, absolutely not. Because, and that's, that's how, how they that's, that's how, if you want to be healthy, you're going to have to pay the price. Because even to get two, I didn't get, get the burgers, but I picked up the pack of burgers. It was like eight fifty, eight ninety nine. It's eight fifty up there. Or there's only two burgers in there. <laughs> it's only six dollars here. But it was like I was at Publix. Um, but that's only one place I looked at so far though. I was at Publix and I was checking out the crumble, so I, I saw them next to it. There was two burgers in the package. It was like eight forty nine, eight ninety nine, something like that. Damn. Listen, they got to make up for no state tax somewhere. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, I guess so. so. But we still we still doing it again. I, I've cut now. I have I still haven't had any beef um, since last beginning of last week. Somehow, um, you do feel the difference. Some chicken has been in there. Some fish has been in there. But um, for the most part, trying to trying to cut back at least like you said one meal a day or one thing. Um, I could definitely feel the difference already. Um, it just just going through the day. Um, but yeah, I, I need to be more diligent and like writing it down and keeping a log of what I'm actually doing. And so I can go back day by day and do stuff and then compare with my blood sugars later on. There's an app for that. I don't know what it is. Carol probably do. <laughs> but there's an app for that. Uh, the app you're looking for for that is called Chronometer. C-R-O-N-M-E-T-E-R. That is by way of my boy Jay Dace. I have been using that for um, my training process. Chronometer. Right, chronometer, you could be a sponsor too. Don't be scared. Well, one of these days, somebody that actually works for one of these places is going to listen to the podcast and reach out to us. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
Yes. <laughs> yes. We just need to t- start tagging them every time. Let's go. Yeah, that's very true. Yep. Somebody's listening. You know somebody that wants to sponsor something. We got something for them to sponsor. Let's go. Reach out to us. Exactly. To reach out to us anyway. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, since my man hasn't jumped in yet to let y'all know, uh, once again, you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, Vimeo. Um, who am I missing? That's it. Let's say all the major ones. It's everywhere. It's out there in the podcast yeah, diverse. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Um, somebody, somebody has the hookup at um at title. We want to get the title. Uh, we gonna make it happen, man. I'm gonna stop asking y'all for favors, man. You know what I mean? We gotta listen to our own, our our own advice, and we're gonna have to make these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast needs needs to get more listeners and be spread, uh, more more places. So, um, Zimbabwe, we hear you, man. We out here. Um, you know, let the people know. Yeah. Uh, so, Coach K, go ahead and close this thing out for us. Okay, Brett, I'll do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> BJ was talking about a song called um, "Tomorrow" by the Winans, and 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 that just brought me to something. And and I'm I'm gonna say a quote, and it's from a song, <clears throat> and it says, "If tomorrow is light in a place where there's none, then know that now is the time." to have faith in us. You know, we're all in this world and we all can belong. We got to get up, get out, get over it and get it on to be strong. Man, um, talk about just, just timely. Um, some of you, you got to get up, stop being lazy. Um, don't believe that tomorrow's there. You got to get out meaning that you got to go out, you got to expose yourself. You got to meet people that can help you open up some of these doors. You got to get over it, it being yourself. Get over yourself. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid um, to say, I need help. Get over what that thing is that is preventing you from taking that next step. Um, Your father wasn't in your life. Your mom passed. You, you dropped out of school, you got kicked out of school, get over it. You're not that important. Nobody cares. That thing that you're holding back, that's what's important. And you need to get to that. So get over it. Get it on to be strong. And we want to see you there. We want to help you out. So once again, reach out to us. Thanks for listening. Peace from the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Amazing. That first comment. The 13th floor. floor, floor. TC. Nice. That was awesome. TC. The 13th floor. floor, floor.